This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. This is what the world has stated and what church has called Palm Sunday. Amen. It's the, it's the week where they love Jesus, and then at the end of the week, they wanted to kill him. Amen. Glory to God. And if we're not careful, that's why I don't know why the church. Now, I know this is going to mess you up. I didn't teach on it. Church is not about Easter. I mean, let, let me make something plain before I get into this where I want to go. Church is not about Easter bunnies, Amen. Easter eggs, Amen. Easter egg hunts. The church shouldn't be the one pushing forward Easter egg hunts. The church should be pushing forward the resurrection. Somebody say amen to that. All right. Yeah, I know I'm ruffling feathers, but I don't care. It ain't about the bunny. It ain't about the egg. It ain't about the chocolate. Come on, somebody. It's about the resurrection. Amen. And that's what we should always keep it about. Amen. Does that make sense to everyone? That's what Resurrection Sunday is all about. Amen. Us remembering what he has done for us. Amen. All right. Now, oh, we just do that to to catch him. No. How about we preach the word? Amen. That's our draw. Did I do something with my iPad? Oh, there it is. Glory to God. One day I will see. Amen. But that's what I want you to understand. It's not about that. It's not about how early we can get up and go. And uh, does that make sense? It's about Jesus Christ. And never, ever let us forget that. Amen. All right. Let's go to work. All right. Um, One of the things that we have been talking about and teaching on and all throughout this year, uh, this is our mandate is to teach uh, principles and to teach the Word of God that helps you and I be faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. It's amazing to me that in the body of Christ, and I have taught on this a minute, in the body of Christ is where there lacks a lot of faithfulness. And we say we're faithful, but when you are not what that says you are until you're challenged. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. So because there has to be some type of challenge. It's sad. One of the things that I thought and that I thought is bad in the body of Christ, and I'm just being real with you, is one of the things that is so sad is when the world has a army or a corp or whatever we want to call it, and they are more faithful than the church. They even have a statement that's, that says, always faithful. Amen. And we're talking about the Marine Corps, Semper Fi, being always faithful. If anyone should exemplify always faithful, number one, it should be God. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Because he is. And secondly, it should be his children. Amen. Hello? Amen. It should be his children because we should be a cut. When we became born again... If we are, we should have his DNA, his DNA. But for some reason, I found that it's hard for folk to be faithful. 
It's hard for folk to be fruitful, and it's hard for folk to be fulfilled. When the Word of God has came, Jesus Christ has came, come so that you can be all three of these. (laughs) See, because you cannot be faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled, and then your character be out of line. Are y'all listening to me? The Word of God was designed, and I'm going to get right into where we were. The Word of God is designed to get my character right. It's designed to get my conduct right. Are y'all listening to me? It is designed to my consciousness of God should be right. And it, it should also get my commitment to him right. If, if, I'm not, if I can't get these four, see, I can never get to the four until I develop in the three. And I can never, now, whoa, 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 you got to catch this because of where God has us going all this year. You can never get to the four, what I just told you, four, character, conduct, commitment, consciousness of God, until I become developed in faithfulness, fruitfulness, and being fulfilled. See, because there are principles that God are going to give you that he laid down in the garden. And if you don't understand the first three or develop in the first three, you're never, ever going to be able to operate the principles that God has given for the church. Are y'all listening to me? And see, people think I can do what I want. You're going to find out that you're going to find out that there is a way that seemeth right. Somebody say amen. amen. This is all about him. Amen. Are you everybody in agreement? Amen. It never was. A, it never shall become about someone else other than him. Amen. Because this is about him. Everybody say amen. amen. All right. So we are developing and becoming the whole purpose of these messages. And you need to identify with this is that I become faithful. I become fruitful. And I become fulfilled. Everybody say that with me. God's desire is for me to be faithful. I'm not going to get off on it. Because I think you should be faithful, fruitful, and Come on, everybody say it real loud. Faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. Amen. Fulfilling in the things that God has promised. Amen. Fulfilling that his word is doing what it says it will do. Somebody say amen. All right, let's go to work. There was one thing that we had started to talk about last week that gets us off of being faithful, gets us off of being fulfilled, and gets us off of being fruitful. And one of the things we had talked about, things that uh, disrupt my fruit, things that get my fruit all messed up. I had said a a statement, and you're going to know this and know this by heart. One of the things that I dislike, one of the things that I dislike is uh, uh, one of the things that I dislike are, are brown bananas. Everybody remember that? I don't like bananas that uh, are starting to speckle. They're still good for, for most folk, but not me. Now, if I eat them, I will eat them. It's, it must be a last resort, and I just have to have the taste. But most of the time, I don't. I, I don't like them, and I throw them away. I mean, that's why I buy them green and didn't go to work. Amen. Amen. Because I know I got a space of time that they got to be done. I don't buy, I don't buy 12. I buy like six because I know I can handle six. You know what I mean? Because me and me and my daughter, we, we can handle six. Nobody else eat it but me and her. We can handle six where they don't go bad. But when they go bad, it's, 
The taste and everything changes. That's the way it is if we are not being fruitful with God. What we're supposed to be giving someone else, the taste is off. Somebody say amen. And nobody wants to eat anything that doesn't taste right. You ever notice that? Your expectation of certain things is that it should taste a certain way. Amen. And when it doesn't, you don't like that. Amen. You won't even eat it. Somebody say amen. All right, let's go to work. Last week we talked about certain things, and I'm going to go down. I'm going to tell you what I'm about to do. I'm going to go down. Uh, we're we're going to review where we were a little bit last week, and then I'm going to slide right into new information. Is that all right with everyone? So that we can learn. Amen. One of the things that we are talking about that messes up our fruit is called sin. Now, there are people that said that, hey, pastor, we shouldn't really be concentrating on sin because that makes a believer sin conscious, you know, and then there's a sin consciousness rather than a righteousness consciousness. Well, but what I want you to understand is that God himself is conscious of sin, too. And if you're not, if you're sin conscious, I mean, not sin conscious, there are two types of sin consciousness. There's sin conscious consciousness where I now watch this there are two types of sin consciousness there's a sin consciousness where I think about sin every day and all day and I'm like oh I'm afraid to do this because I'm a sin I'm afraid to wear this I'm a sin I'm afraid to do I'm a sin does that understand I'm I'm chicken little I'm afraid to do anything because I believe everything is a sin and that's not what God said. Then there's the sin consciousness that I myself want to I want to know about because there's certain things I don't want to do. Amen. Did y'all catch what I said? Amen. I'm conscious of certain things because there are certain things as a believer I don't want to do. And so that that should be the life. Now, don't get me wrong. I am conscious of what God desires, what he wants. Uh, That's what I want. And I'm going to be focused over there. But I'm also conscious of what he doesn't like. See, because as a believer, I should get to a place where I hate what God hates. I dislike what God dislikes. Are y'all listening? I should hate. Say it with me. I should. Amen. I should. All right. Sorry about this. Glory to God. Uh, Can you give me some air? 72. Glory to God, please. Amen. Sorry about that. I know y'all might be comfortable, but I am smoking. Am I the only one smoking? All right. Glory to God. All right. Let's go on. Uh, Let's go on. So one of the things about sin is now here we go. Let's go into it. Let's push. Sin, first thing we have to understand in our review is this, is that there is no great sin, there is no big sin, there is no little sin. Sin is sin. Amen. I also know that people don't like talk about sin anymore because I found out what you're comfortable in, you don't want to be disrupted. When people, listen to this, you're going to see this with the slave mentality, is that people will stay in a place because they are comfortable with it. If you are comfortable with a lie, you will lay in the lie and you will hate the person who will try to get you out. No, I'm just being real with you. If you do your homework, you will find that's life. You will hate anyone who is trying to help you to be better. Because all you can see is where you are right now. Are y'all listening? That's why, now I jumped ahead, but that's why slaves stayed in, some slaves, once they got free, stayed where they were. 
because no one explained to them what better was. And because when they tried, they couldn't accept better on the outside. Oh, y'all follow me? Why? And that's why it's better with master because master has thought for me all these lives this time. So it's better for me to stay here rather than to go out into that which I don't know. And that's why, now see, you got to get this because that's why even sin works on you today. And that's why it enslaves you into a place today. Nobody wants to talk about sin because it, one of the things about human beings is they hate to be disrupted. They hate anything that rubs them in a difficult way. Most people, listen, listen, I know what I'm talking about. Do your homework, research, you'll find out. Most people do not like to be corrected. Are you are you listening to me? Most people do not like to be corrected. They will run from being corrected because corrected says I now must change once truth hits me in the face. And that's why a message about sin is not a popular message, because a lot of people still like to stay where they are. Because in reality, there is no hate for sin. And because until you get a hate for sin, you will not. And I'm talking about a not a put up with until you get a hate from sin, you'll never leave it. And that's why we hang out with folk who sin. Because we might not sin, but we like being around someone who does because we get to dream and fantasize. Oh, no, y'all didn't catch what I said. Let me back it up. We get to dream and fantasize. What if that was me? At least it's not me doing it, Lord. It may not be you, but the more you hang around sin, listen to this before we go to where I got to go. The more you hang around sin, the more the complacency, the more the acceptance of sin becomes reality. And it's just a matter of time until you become that which you despise. Somebody say amen. Oh, I know you righteousness in God and Christ, but you need when the Holy Spirit is ministering to you and talking to you. How can you dare say that the Holy Spirit has no right anymore to speak correction to you? And that's what we do. We don't want him. All we want you to do is speak nice things. No, no, no. He's not going to always speak nice, nice things. There are going to be things he speaks to me to bring change. I'm being real with you. If you, you're not a real believer, if he hasn't spoken to you to change on something, if he hasn't convinced you, if he hasn't tried to convince you that the road that you may be on is wrong. See, because the whole purpose and you're going to see this, man, I'm just just rolling. I hope you understand the whole purpose of him convincing you is so that you don't fall into a level of unbelief because sin takes you to unbelief. Sin says, I really don't believe. I don't believe what's going to happen if I sin. The biggest lie, listen to me, the biggest lie that has been laid down on the body of Christ was the same lie that was laid down in the garden. And that lie was, let me tell you what it was. That lie was, you shall not surely die. And God told you that when sin has fulfilled what it has to do, something dies. 
And the very thing the enemy tells us in Genesis 3, he said it to Eve. He said, but Eve, you shall not surely die. He's saying it again and he called it a perverted grace. I'm not saying grace is not grace is the will of God. Grace is called by God. Grace is what you and I should walk in. But there's a perverted grace that says God doesn't care about sin. God doesn't worry about sin. It's okay. Do whatever you want. Do what you feel. It doesn't matter. I'm okay with it. I'm telling you, you're playing with fire. And the fire you're playing with is called hellfire. Are y'all listening to me? I'm, I'm telling you something that a lot of people don't want to say. Why? I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to be buddies. I'm here to speak as when I'm in the pulpit. I am an oracle of God. Oh, glory to God. I know folks say, ah, well, I'll take what they say. Well, no, you, you can take what you think, but you better rightly divide. And if this is what God's word is saying, you got to eat it, Miss Ma'am, Mr. Sir. Because it ain't Jack, it's God. We always thought, see, we always thought, well, we can take it and leave it. No, not when God's speaking. Are y'all with me? So first things first, there's no big sin. There's no little sin. Because I see a life that we live now where we classify sin. Well, you did that, so because you did that, yours is greater. God going to get you more. But me, I ain't as bad as you. That's a Pharisee. My sin ain't great as your sin. All disobedience going against God's word is sin, whether it be light or whether it be small. Are y'all with me? I told folk this. I've told folk this. This is what the Bible says. Now, watch this. Watch this. This is what the Bible says. Okay, the Bible says this. All right. Okay, this is what the Bible says. And, I, and they say, well, I don't believe that. To him that knoweth to doeth good and doeth not. That's sin. So you can pick and choose what part of the pig you want to eat. And I know so folk get offended with the pig. But you can pick which part you eat, but you still eating pig. And you can deny the fact that this isn't true. I don't believe that. Well, that doesn't change the truthness of the word. Well, that's the part of the word I don't want to believe. That's the part of the word that will. Okay. That's the part that will start to take you on a downward spiral with the word. See, because all it takes is a little leaven. The leaven the whole loaf. So when you make a decision that I will only believe certain parts of this, you have made a decision that I will only serve God when I feel like it. And I'll choose. And now I become my own God. Because that's what this thing was all about in the garden. Remember in the garden, he told Eve. In the garden, he says to Eve, he says, you know what? After ye eat, one, you shall not surely die. Secondly, you will be like, see, God knows that after you eat, you're going to be like God. That's what he said, didn't he? You're going to be like God. 
And one of the lies that you don't even understand is that you're when you become the righteousness of God in Christ, you are already like God. And so all we do is keep spending time trying to be like what he already said. I made you. He said, renew your mind so you know who you are. But the less we renew our mind, the less we the more we go back to the old you. Because whole habits are hard to break. They become hard to break because you're not following the word of God. Somebody say amen. Is that all right? Y'all getting anything? All right. Got a long way to go. Amen. I hope you're getting blessed. I've been marinating. Amen. So no sin, little or big. Sin is sin. Sin is a disregard for the law of God. It's a disregard Sin, let's, let's get it right. Sin is a disregard of the world law of God. Whatever the word of God says, when you start to disregard it and say, I don't believe that, that's sin. When you go against God's word, that's sin. Somebody say amen. And going against God's word brings me to a level of unbelief because I don't believe his word. Somebody say amen. All right. All right. I have to be able, number three, we talked about this last week, or let's just go down the list. We talked about this last week. I can't live in a place uh, where acceptance of sin is okay. Amen. I cannot live in an area or a place that acceptance of sin is okay. It doesn't matter who it's in. I can't accept it. If there's no repentance, that's why folk look at me and say, why are you so hard on people? Why you won't receive certain things? Because there's no repentance. You don't go run to God and say, God, I'm sorry, but the the very person you burned, you can't say nothing to. Oh, that's a little strong, ain't it? The very per- I, I can say to God, God, forgive me in the closet. But the person you smoke, you can't say nothing to. Is that true forgiveness? When you can't even get it right with the person you can see. Oh, I ain't do nothing to him. Really? No, somebody's got to tell somebody the truth, even, no matter how hard it may be. I, I'm, I got to say this. I'm tired of being lied to from believers. Amen. Believers Amen. who say they name the name of Christ lie. Lie like it's nothing. That's a problem. I'm tired of what's in the church that shouldn't be. We should be a certain way in the church. The church should be a haven. The church should be the place that I learn, that I'll learn to be more like God. And sometimes someone is going to have to tell me that my old wicked ways will not work. Somebody's got to say lying is wrong. Backbiting, it's, it ranks right up there with homosexuality. You thought, whoa, backbiting was easy. No, it's wrong. You can kill with your tongue. I'm surprised at how many people just lit whatever comes out their mouth, injuring others that are supposed to be their brothers. 
I'm being real. I'm being real. Then we hide behind a computer and think it's okay to type certain things on a computer screen and then push send so that everybody in the world now can see how little you are in Christ. Are y'all listening to me? God is bringing cleaning to his house. Everything you see on television ain't God. Every minister that is ministering the word ain't from God. Some went. Are you listening? I minister on this all week. I eat this all week. All week I'm eating. And I'm and the more you look at what's if you more you watch, you create it. You created the you you're mad at Trump. You're mad at a Hillary, but you created them. You created the hate by not stepping forward and calling things what God called them. Stop running away, church. You are the church. We stand forward on this. The world should look at us and see how they live. Well, I'm being real. You created the monster. Now you want God to kill it. In the last eight years, you still created another monster. Well, nobody won't know about that one. I ain't here. Like, again, I love you, but I got a greater call. Are y'all listening? Amen. When will, you know, this isn't the only place that should be calling a spade a spade. Every church should be calling it that. Doesn't matter what your name on your building is. You should be preaching the word. Amen. The cross is what we teach. Amen. All right. Glory to God. Is God good? Any concept. We said this last week. I'll say it again. Any concept of grace that makes us feel more comfortable sinning is not biblical grace. Any concept of grace that makes us feel comfortable sinning is not the biblical grace. It's something else, but it's perverted, but it ain't grace. Somebody say amen. Does that make sense to everyone? All right. God is a good God. Glory. Hope y'all getting something. I must develop. Write this down. I must develop a disdain. For, in, for the enforcement for the punishment. Oh, let, let me, wait, 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 wait. Stop right there, because I'm moving into two different things. I must develop a disdain for sin. Let's first deal with that. I must develop a disdain for sin. I got to get to a place where I hate sin. That's why I said hanging around sin helps you nullify. Does that make sense to everyone? The more I hang around sin, the more I get used to it. And the more I get used to it, the more I want to do it. Somebody say amen to that. Hanging around sin is not going to get me free. Many of the people, when we said this last week, many folk hate the enforcement for the punishment of sin, but not sin itself. I hate the fact that pastors up there talking about sin. And enforcing it rather than hating the sin. 
I hate that my mom and them caught me in the sin rather than hating the sin itself. See the difference? You know, and so I'm mad at mom and them because they punishing me now, telling me go sit in the corner or something because I sin. But I'm not mad at the sin. When I, as a believer, should be mad at the sin. Somebody say amen to that. Glory to God. We are more upset with getting caught than we are with sinning itself. We are more upset with getting caught rather than sin itself. I'm more upset that I got caught than really than the sin. And that's a problem. You should be upset that you were in the sin. Rather you got caught doesn't matter. Somebody say amen. Amen. If you you didn't get caught, what should have motivated you was God saw it. And that should have led you to Godly sorrow. There's a difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. There's a difference between remorse and repentance. Did y'all hear what I just said? There's a difference. I'm going to show you. Let's go. Uh, I tell you what. Let's look at Second Corinthians seven, please. Because there's a difference from worldly sorrow. Worldly sorrow is based on when I just got caught. You know, I got caught, so now I want to repent. You know, I'm repenting because I didn't get caught. Oh, no, y'all didn't catch that. I'm repenting because God saw it. See the difference? You know, you know, because I was already caught when he saw it. I just didn't realize it. See, what you're saying is I'm only upset because it got exposed. But I'm not upset that I did it. You got to be upset that you did it, even though you didn't get exposed. Did y'all hear what I just said? All right. Look what the Bible says. Y'all read it. 2 Corinthians 7, 10 says this. For godly. Man, I didn't even read the other scripture, did I? Our opening scripture. I just walked into the thing, didn't I? Glory to God. But we'll read this and then we'll get back to it. We'll, we'll figure a way to get back to it. Holy Ghost is good anyway. Amen. He's good, man. All right. Second Corinthians seven ten says for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. See the difference. There is a difference between the two different sorrows. I'm sorry that I did it. I'm remorseful is only because a lot of times it's just because I got caught. Repentance says, hey, you know, I'm going to turn the other way. A lot of things in the earth are the way they are because people have not repented. 